0: Hi, everybody. This is John with Out of Character. Happy holidays to everyone who's celebrating. We're recording this on Christmas Day. I got a chance to play a game that came to us from our friend Richard, who lives in Australia. It is the Jim Henson's Labyrinth board game. I really like the Labyrinth movie, so I was excited to play this. So I harangued Jade into playing it with me (laughs) as, like, one of our Christmas Day activities. And she was kind enough to want to sit down and share some of her thoughts about it, because she's the only other one that's actually played the game. So I will say a couple things. First off, I really, really like The Labyrinth. I was really excited when I heard there's going to be a Labyrinth board game. I was like, I have to get this game and, and try it out. And that also means my expectations coming into it were really high, but I also really wanted to like the game simultaneously. Uh, Jade, you you like The Labyrinth at least as much as I do, if not more.
1: Yeah, I have kind of a connection to it in some ways because, um, I've done some work for Fairy Magazine and I've, you know, I've met Brian and Wendy Froud and, and, you know, hung out with them. They're really nice folks, by the way. And so I've kind of got the connection. Oh, I mean, I've also met uh, Toby, who is now an adult and married and has a little boy of his own. So, yeah, that, that's pretty weird. I've met the Froud, so I have this this very sort of Froudian connection to it. So, yeah, I wanted it to do well, because I like the Frouds; so they're good folks.
0: So, we basically unscheduled, planned to... We, we just basically decided to play the game because we played a couple of other things. And uh, I was like, oh, we really should try this because it was a Christmas gift. We I, we break open the box, and, like, the box itself I had already opened up and looked through the components. There's a couple things I do want to say. All the components that come with this game are fantastic looking. There are five sculpture pieces that come with it. For, uh, you have Ludo, uh, you have Ser Didymus, Jareth, uh, Sarah... And Hoggle, uh, they all look great. Like they look like they were just plucked off the ladder, like the, the movie and just put on your table. If you're really good at painting, then you know you may be so inclined to paint them up and make them look nice. But you can get a little peek at those if you ever see the game on display anywhere. The the there's a window on the front of the box, so you can see the really cool minis. It does come with a great, really detailed board. And we had a lot of fun looking over the board. It's like spotting little illustrations of scenes from the movie. I'm trying to think of like, there's a, there's a fair number. It's not a, like a super overwhelming number of components. You have some tokens for your willpower and for if you fall in the bog, fraternal stench so everyone remembers you smell bad. And uh, a few special bad things that come out. There are the cards that are the primary mechanic for the game. And a one of my favorite things is it comes with a set of dice, but it's not like just D6's. It comes with what equates to a full set of gaming dice. Uh, they're all color coded, and you also get cards that describe the characters as far as like what they're good at. You know, Sarah is decent at everything for the most part. Uh Serdidimus is really not very bright, but he's brave and fast.
1: Yes, and Sarah's got the most willpower.
0: Yeah, Sarah has the most willpower, which makes sense. Whereas, you know, Ludo is big and tough. And they have special cards like, you know, to let them re-roll if they fail certain situational things like, oh, I didn't overcome this riddle, I need to roll again. The primary goal of the game, for those of you who haven't seen The Labyrinth, this is where the spoilers would occur, so stop listening and go watch it and come back. You're basically playing out the movie to some degree. You're trying to get to the center of The Labyrinth, get into the castle of the Goblin King, save baby Toby, and prevent him from being turned into a goblin before time runs out. There's a great clock that is that you're turning each you know every, at the end of every turn to keep track of what turn you're on. You basically have 13 hours <laughs> to manage this feat. The game itself does declare it's starting off after the initial what would you say like the first 15 20 minutes of the movie to get to where she's in the labyrinth and has met Hoggle and everything. Sure. So it, it does kind of like it doesn't. You're not like starting off with her in the park and running home in the rain. It starts off where the the meat and potatoes of the movie, where the action's going down, and she's going through the labyrinth. Jareth has already kind of told Hoggle, go and just kind of, like, lead her back to the entrance. I really love the way that the gameplay works out. Is like, you can play with almost any number of players I would expect to see in, like, an average gaming group. If you're playing solo, then you control all the characters. If you're playing, like, we played with two people, we each control two characters, Uh, I think there's a mechanic for you to play with five people where one person plays as Jareth, and basically... It functions a lot like uh, most games where you have, like, the evil player. Right. uh, You know, like uh, Fury of Dracula or Descent. You control all the the goblins and bad stuff that happens. But yeah, basically, you're you're trying to move around the board, and every time you're coming to the board, you move around the board, you're drawing cards. Uh, Most of the cards that come out are, like you have to overcome... You have to, There's some goblin patrol, and you have to either try to sneak by them or beat them up or trick them or deal with them in some way, and it'll tell you what you're trying to do and what they're going to do to counter that on the card. In most of the cases for cards we got, the cards will either... You'll lose willpower, which was basically, if you lose all your willpower, you just get put into a bad room and you sleep for a round, and then you can hopefully get back to the game. Right. There's no... You die, and you're out of the game, and bye, see ya. Mm -hmm. Which I really like, is it's a game, I think, that you might want to play with your kids, and it'd be sad if Ludo died. I mean, you're a children in the library, and so kids would be bummed out if...
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if they've seen the movie.
0: So I liked liked the the no-death mechanic kind of thing, and there are cards that, like, if you manage to overcome that particular obstacle, they just go away, (laughs) like a lot of the cards were, like, Jareth shows up and does some shady business. Right. He kept showing up for Sir Didymus. Like, you would land for, like, three or four turns. You kept getting, like, okay, got away from him. And then he'd reappear and he'd be, like, shaking his, like, juggling ball at you.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, engaging you in battles of wits.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so, if you overcome a lot of the threats, they go away. The majority of them, I would say, do kind of stay on the board and become ongoing things. Because, You're moving around the labyrinth looking for one particular card. There's one card called Entrance to the Goblin City. This is what is letting you actually get into the Goblin King's castle, where you're going to face four threats. Well, let's call it five, shall we? Yeah,
1: the last one you fight
0: You fight a giant robot. Mm -hmm. You fight goblin infantry, goblin goblin cavalry, and goblin uh, artillery. And then after all that... Sarah alone has to go into the castle and have a showdown with Jareth and basically solve the riddle and deliver a recitation of the the poem. Now, in the game rules, it says you have to recite it from memory. There's a card, and it does kind of be like, if you don't know it from memory, you don't automatically lose. Look at it just to remind yourself. And that's pretty much it. We lost mm-hmm. uh we We made it to the last hour. Jade literally made it into... Sarah literally made it into the castle and just didn't get the roll that you needed. He rolled, like, a 17 for the riddle, and you you didn't quite get it.
1: Yeah.
0: Which was a mummer, but we still had fun playing the game. I love that it feels like you're playing a labyrinth, almost like a role-playing experience, because you have character sheets, you have special abilities, and, like, Ludo was carrying the little worm that had the scarf. Yeah. (laughs) Because he... You get, you get cards that'll, like, enhance it. I like all of that. The book itself, the rule book, they did something cool because it actually looks like the Labyrinth book that she reads from in the beginning of Sarah's reading from. So production value is fantastic. I really like the components that are here. The gameplay is fun. I think it works for if you're soloing a game, if you have a bigger group there's a lot of different things, you know, people can be like, I really like Ludo, I wanna play Ludo, or you know, it's not like, oh well you have to have four players or the game's terrible. I will say I do think that with the cards that are here, I think about the seventh, eighth, ninth time you've played through this game, every game's gonna be a little bit different. Every game you know, eventually I think you're gonna run through all the cards often enough that you may want to you may you may yearn for an expansion which it's handy because there's an expansion that's already in the work with more goblins uh, and minis for the goblins, which is pretty cool. That's really the only negative thing I can say about it is I do think this this is a game that I think will get a lot of value for money, but I do think eventually, if you're playing through with the same group over and over again, you're going to see all those cards and it's going to kind of lose that feel. We had fun doing it because we were ended up acting out scenes from the movie. I had Ludo and Hoggle, and Hoggle disabled the big giant mech that shows up the exact same way he did in the movie, and then Ludo just ran into town and called his rock friends and just destroyed everything. Right. And then we all basically, like, met up, and Hoggle ended up being knocked out and stuck in the oblet. Yeah, he
1: was, he was asleep. Ooglet. Yeah. yeah, the ooglet, where they forgot
0: about him. And um Sir Didymus and and uh, Ludo were guarding the door while you ran in. Yeah. I I really, really do like this game. I think it's a lot of fun. I do think that fan. I don't think this is something that like I think fans of the labyrinth are going to love this a lot more than just like someone who picked this up off the shelf. I do think it has appeal to someone who's like I have a niece or a nephew and they're they're kind of like that weird age where they're just getting into the science fiction fantasy thing. Maybe they haven't seen the labyrinth. Buy him the labyrinth DVD in this game and be like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. So Jay, do you have any thoughts you wanted to share?
1: Yeah, I and mean, I can definitely get on board with that, you know, niece and nephew thing. I had the weird experience of when this movie came out, I was exactly the same age as Sarah was supposed to be, and I also had a much, much, much younger, in my case, sibling, um, who, was, who was my sister. So, yeah, this movie was obviously a huge deal for me, because, you know, that was kind of my life, other than, you know, my sister getting taken away by the Goblin King, which yeah, I can kind of see to some degree why she wanted that to happen, and then it was like, no, what did I do? Um, Anyway. I
0: think anyone who has a sibling, like, you have moments where, like, you kind of, especially if it's a younger sibling, because I think, like, if you have an older sibling, they tend to just kind of, like, push you around. I never had an older brother or sister, so I've only seen it from the side of being the older sibling. Yeah. They just annoy you sometimes, you know? Especially when they're like, you're, you were, like what, 17, and your sister was, like, two?
1: No, well, I, there's nine years between me and my sister.
0: So you're, like, nine, and your sister's an infant.
1: More. Yeah, so she was, you know, so I was mightily close in age to Sarah in her when I had, like, a really tiny kid in my house. Anyway, that side. You know, I think it's good because there weren't a lot of things at the time that the main character was a girl in terms of fantasy and sci-fi. So that was actually kind of amazing. You know, it's also so it's got This This is kinda like
0: right around the time like you had like the alien movies, like Ellen Ripley coming out on the other end of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, true. You know, so I think that was interesting from that point of view that you had this movie that was um you know, not only this really like lush fantasy movie, but you also had a girl as the protagonist. And you know, so it's what I'm trying to say is that it's it's good if you have got a girl, like you know, a young a, girl a niece
0: or life, a sister,
1: yeah, who like daughter, like, yeah, is kind of thinking that way. And I know this is less of the case these days than it ever was when I was a kid. But you know, she's kind of having that. I'm into fantasy sci-fi, but most of the, but it's mostly like boys that are.
0: Even now, though, I think the unique thing this game brings, even, like, with... We do have, like, more feminine presence and more, uh, you know, girl, female characters in, in, like, role-playing games and board games and stuff, which is great. The thing I love about Sarah in particular is she feels like a real person. Mm -hmm. She's not, you know, being, like, wrapped in... For obvious reasons, there was no, like, lewdness to her character, you know? A lot of the female characters is like, oh, this character's a warrior... Why didn't you dress her before she went to war? yeah, yeah, um, and there's no like all the characters who are here who are her friends aren't like big, tough warrior dudes or like you know, wizards who are thousands of years old. Sure. It's a dwarf, a little dog man, and a big, hairy creature, yeah, and they all kind of like follow her lead, except Hoggle, who's like,
1: yeah
0: kind of the bad boy of the labyrinth
1: yeah he, he's he's afraid of Jareth, so
0: he's a you have to understand my position. I'm a coward, and sheriff scares me.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: You have to do the voices if you play this game. Yeah, you, yeah. You have to. You yeah. have to roleplay this game, or it's no fun. Yeah.
1: Because
0: I was doing the Ludo thing with a. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: When the rocks come. And Sergeant of
1: this, you know, like, charge! So, yeah.
0: There's little quotes so you can, like, get in character. and I, I just. I really, really do think they did a fantastic job. It's from River Horse, by the way. The minis are great. The components are wonderful. Gameplay is fun. I feel like it's challenging without being impossible because we got to the very, very end and we just had some really bad roles throughout our game. So I I think that under different circumstances, we could have won. If you want to make it harder, there's weakness cards that you can add to the characters where, like, something bad happens. I do like the feel that, like, you kind of have to go at the game working together. You, You know, it's not like, I'm going to lead you around. It's A lot of games, people are like, well, I'm going to tell you what to happen in this cooperative game. No, you're not. The characters can do what they want to do. People can go however they want. There's, you know, there's no, well, you have to go this way because da-da-da-da-da. I just think it's a really fun, unique experience in games. Uh, you know, there's no, we have to get to this point or we have to get to this goal quickly. There's nothing you can do to speed it up. Really, right. you're you're just trying to get your way through the cards. Right. And some games we might get that goblin card very quickly, some it might not show up till that last round, and it's like, Alright, now we go to siege the goblin city. I don't know. I think the labyrinth strikes a chord because like I think all fantasy sci fi nerds want to go to like a magical world where, like, you know, they're the hero and this kind of painted like, well, that's not always great.
1: Yeah.
0: Like there's that scene at the beginning of it, the Labyrinth where Hoggle's like killing the fairies, yeah, with that spray can. And she thinks Sarah thinks he's horrible. He's this horrible little creature who's like killing these beautiful things. Right. And she goes to save one and it bites her. Right. And she's like, you know, I thought they'd be nice. I thought they would grant wishes. And he's like, shows what you know. Yeah. You know, and it's just like there's a lot of good messages to the Labyrinth. Don't judge things by their appearance. Be true to yourself. Sure. There's so many great messages in that. I mean, for especially for kids mm-hmm. who are you know struggling with that nowadays, I would say definitely try it out. Uh, I, I do think that fans of the Labyrinth are going to have a special love of this, where you can sit and play it and have it be part of your rotation for years and years. Uh, I think casual people who pick this up, you, you'll you'll enjoy it, but I just don't think that you're going to have as much fun. Be like, I'm Ludo. Right. I call my rock friends. Right. So you know, that's just my two cents. Um, do you have any other thoughts you want to share, Jade, or anything else you think I should?
1: I don't know. I guess you touched on the fact that like there's a lot of detail in the board, and there truly is just enormous amounts of detail. Other than that, yeah, every time I see a picture of Baby Toby Froud, it wears me out because again, now I know I don't Toby Froud; who's about John's age. <laughs> but anyway.
0: Oh, I do want to make a note. I do think that um, if you get to the end and you have to, re- you have to recite the spell out loud, whether you use the card or you do it from memory. If you're playing with a group of people who aren't comfortable, there's some games like the Ren Faire card game that you have. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Rick and Morty card game that came out where you're trying to eliminate all of the figments. Where they have that, you're, you're comfortable playing a game, but maybe they're not that comfortable reciting or running around or doing stuff like that. Maybe those players don't play Sarah. Uh, gravitate towards a different character. I would say also there's a we we got a couple cards that were like memory games with the labyrinth where you had to like recite line by line. Yeah. So if it's been like 30 years since you've seen the labyrinth and you have a day or two before your game, maybe watch the labyrinth. But yeah, I I really do enjoy it. As I said, this is our Christmas episode and uh, to everybody who's been with us throughout the year, thank you very much. We hope you have a safe and happy holiday. Obviously, by the time this goes up for most of you, Christmas will be over, but. There's still more holidays. New Year's. Yep. So uh, we do hope from the out-of-character crew to all of our listeners, thank you for spending the year with us. We look forward to playing more games with you next year. We hope your New Year's is happy. We're going to go see Rogue One. We are. Because we're nerds. We're going to see a Star Wars movie on New Year's for the second year in a row. So, you know, they're
1: going to bring one out every time this, at, this, at this time every year.
0: So mm, There you go. But, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and play more games, be safe. Until next time, this is Out of Character. Bye. Bye.